Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. Streaming live at richarddugan.com. Also, podcasting at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iTunes, I think I said, Blueberry, um, lots of other places that folks are linking us to. So we thank you for doing that. We greatly appreciate that. We also greatly appreciate... Your support financially. We have PayPal and Patreon accounts for those of you who would like to support what we're doing because uh, you feel what we're doing is worthwhile. We're trying to help change the world and make it a better place for everybody. Uh, and uh, and we can certainly uh, uh, use some uh, support in that regard. Be that as it may, we'll also take energetic support. And we thank those who have supported and those who, ha- oh, who will support. Uh, it's uh, most appreciative. And uh, we're going to keep doing these programs just as long as uh, I have breath in these lungs and uh, can continue on uh, in, in that vein. In that vein, we are going to bring back to our uh, uh, microphones, if you will, our, our Skype uh, uh, connection, Catherine Kerrigan, who is a medical intuitive and healer, uh, reading the soul. Uh, is the title of uh, one of her books, and uh, we want to welcome you back to the program. Thanks for joining us again. Richard Dugan, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's such an honor to be here. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. I know that there are those who are really they're going through it right now as far as this virus that's circling the globe. And uh, there are certain, I'm sure, pockets uh, around the globe, one of them in particular that I'm familiar with, uh, even though it's in the heart <laughs> of this this mess, and it's in Italy, uh, a place called uh, Damanur, uh, and it is a small community of like uh, I don't know, uh, I think it's like five or six hundred people. They, I, I made contact just recently with the gal who we had on this program to talk about this incredible temple-like. Uh, enclosure that's buried down in the earth. Uh, it was excavated, actually, and uh, checking to see if everybody there was okay. And she let me know that yes, everybody was doing fine there. The virus had not reached their locale, which that was that was good news. Um, and uh, you know, th- people are faced with a lot of these kinds of things right now that are evoking a lot of angst and fear. And unfortunately, I'm sure you would agree that fear is the one thing we don't need, the one thing that we really need to stay away from. Can you talk about the aspect of fear uh, and uh, from your uh, intuitive perspective, I guess, uh, how does that hinder our own personal healing process. You know, what think. a great question. All I, you know, and, and all so first of all, I like everybody I else. I want to thank you, you so know, my, my work life is about helping people right now cope with the coronavirus, whether it's to boost their immune system, deal with the changes in their job, deal with all the stress. You know, and then in my personal life, you know, where I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, I've been in quarantine for several weeks now. You know, I don't go to the grocery. I don't go to the post office. You know, I'm very careful um, about, up here, you yeah. know, the social distancing one of the thing. things that- 
So you've asked a really important question, which is, you know, how does um, really how does fear affect our intuition? So big picture, you know, as a medical intuitive healer, you know, I I'm a professional intuitive, and what I do is I help figure out what's going on with you at physically, energetically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and what will work to make you better. I also help people understand how to connect to their own soul guidance. So here's the thing, when, you know, and we all feel fear, it's a natural part of being alive, but we have to remember that when we feel fear, fear is of the ego, and your soul is having a, a parallel experience, right? But in a nutshell, to answer your question, when we're in fear, it's almost impossible to get our soul guidance. And so it's really important at this time that we all have personal practices that help us get out of the fear. Um, I just did a healing. I spent two hours on the phone on the Zoom video conference today with a fellow healer in Los Angeles. And this is a very difficult time to be a sensitive person. If you're an empath and you're feeling the energy of what's going on, it's very intense. And so, again, you know, we, if you're listening, you are human. We have a body. You know, we want to preserve our body, our life and limb, our family, our jobs, our money, all those things. And, you know, part of what's made this time absolutely extraordinary is the rate of change. I mean, just 30 days ago, life was completely different than it is now, right? So, so we've got to have practices that allow us to feel the fear, honor the fear, but not stay in the fear, to get out of the fear, to transcend the fear, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, and transcending it is, or, or, or for that matter, even, um, transforming it. Let's talk about ways in which we can take and transform that energy from fear. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's specifically love or joy or happiness or peace, but transforming it at least out of the fear into something that we can then use for a for beneficial purposes for ourselves. Yeah, and you know this is really life life saving skills that we're talking about for your listeners. So you know when I saw what was going on, I'm the author of ten books, and I, I have to tell this story because this is going to answer your question. I literally lived my entire life prayerfully by guidance. And well over a year ago, my guidance kept telling me that I needed to write a book about breathing. It's like, well, you know, and I, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I, I, my soul give me, gives me guidance. And then I'm like everybody else because I argue with myself. I'm like, who's going to need a book about breathing? So literally about a month ago, I finished my book, uh, uh, literally a year ago, in March of 2019, I finished my book, The Little Book of Breathwork. Now, a year later, we're facing the worst pandemic of my lifetime, which happens to be a respiratory illness. And I started giving away The Little Book of Breathwork for free. So big picture, 
The Little Book of Breathwork is a book about breathing exercises, hand mudras, and affirmations. And you can use it for multiple purposes, but one of the many purposes that it's great for is transforming the fear. So going from a state of high anxiety to, believe it or not, you can go into a bliss state in a matter of eight minutes. So in the book, The Little Book of Breathwork, I teach a a little breathing routine called eight minutes to inner peace. So these breathing exercises that we can do, and there's eight different breathing exercises in the little book of breath work and the hand mudras, which are hand gestures and then affirmations, which are positive thoughts allow you to shift out of this state. And I think it's important at um, this time that us. we find those uh, methods. I understand how difficult I things myself, are right I now, always wake today, up, with when I guests. open my eyes, I start praying and, and meditating immediately. This morning, uh, I did not one but three different meditations. Today and I asked guests. myself, is this enough and we're meditation? Talk with her I mean, you also almost about, have to laugh, right? Uh, the work that Breath she does, work, as well prayer, as the work that you're doing. Holly Borga, we're going to talk about possibilities. The possibility right now, is, because and it's not just a possibility is, or a probability. It's a it's a full it, bro, full I blown, can't say it's, it's full grown uh, fact that you are with us here on the program today. Thank changing. you for joining us. But when we yep. spend time oh, grounding Bar- to the earth, Bargo, Holly Bargo, what did I say? Uh, doesn't matter sunshine. what I say, Holly Bargo. It's very calming. There's what lots I Holly, of studies showing that you know twenty Holly minutes Bargo. in nature is you know a natural Bargo. antidepressant. Bargo. Spending time in nature, breath work, meditation, Bargo, Holly Bargo. What did I say? Uh, doesn't matter These what I said. Holly Bargo. Holly Bargo is our guest. Find your center, stay in your Holly center, Bargo is and our get out of the global, not just pandemic, but global panic. And yep. that's so essential Holly because Bar- when you're stuck in the fear, you're going to be stuck. Fact that you are with us here on the program today. Brain. Thank you for joining us. And when you're full operating full out blown, of the back of your full brain, grown you're either fact in that you are with us here on the program today. We're, We're going to talk about possibilities. And of course, the possibility so is, and it's not just a possibility or a probability, it's a, it's a full, bro- full blown, full grown guidance. fact that you are with us so here on the program to today. Thank you for joining us. Holly Bargo is our guest, and we're talking about possibilities. And it's not just fact that you are with us. Here on the program, always going to guide you to doing. that Holly which is Borga. good. We're going to talk about possibilities. Doing Holly Borga. So when you are Ooh. faced with something like the rest of us are, uh, in terms of this virus, um, I asked this question of my last guest, and I'm going to ask this of several guests down the road. When certain external events happen, there is an internal or spiritual, metaphysical, spiritual um, event happening, shall we say. And the, the question I have for you as a, a, an intuitive healer, what is it? that is going on inside of each one of us that we as a society chose again, metaphysically speaking to create this scenario that we are all, all across the globe. We are all now dealing with Do Do you have any kind of 
uh, awareness uh, yes. of why we chose to do this to ourselves? Yes. And, you know, I wrote an article on this very subject. What is the metaphysical meaning of coronavirus? And so let me kind of walk you We're going to talk about possibilities, full-grown facts that you are with us here on the program today. Thank you you for joining us. Possibilities. So for those who are listening. You know, I'm seeing it from this point of view, right? So, you know, when we. Bargo. Holly Bargo. Holly Bargo is our guest. And we're talking about. Everybody's telling a story from their own point of view. And what we can see today. here on the program today. Thank you for joining us. My soul guidance is telling me today. We're going to talk about possibilities. First of all, of course, the possibility is. And of course, a virus is a call to change your guest. And we're talking about possibilities, among other things. But you are an author in your. It's asking you to reevaluate the way you've been thinking. Or relating is, to the world around you. And it's not just you. a possibility. So what's interesting talk about, possibilities about this and pandemic course, is that, it, of course, it's affecting our health, right? We have to be uber vigilant You are about an our author in your own right. And so for those who are listening, touch, maybe for the first touch, time to this you know, particular even interview, being near tell us people. a little bit about your uh, um, so your writing health. career it as is, far it's as... affecting our money, uh, I'm curious. Right? I have a guest who's coming on in a few... Businesses are shutting down. Certainly for my wife, who is in that age losing group their jobs. that is at risk. There's less uh, money for everybody. I'm just on it's the other side. I'm on this side of the line. We can't go uh, hang out. Usually yet. one of our big coping uh, skills as human um, beings is to go When my hang wife out and I, for buddies. example, uh, 14 years ago lost our jobs in Phoenix. And talk to... I talked um, to my eighty-three-year-old mother on video conference, right? That's going to start to or play FaceTime. to us. Um, um, social for those of us who are encouraged, well, uh, encouraged. How heavy? Uh, How big is yours? It's affecting our education. Um, I have Schools are shut if, down. If we're so, uh, good friends or, or and this is totally disrupting the way that children have been traditionally expected to learn. And we'll finally, talk about, maybe we'll talk a little bit it, about that. When you know, we get back here, on, tell me a story, new paradigms work. for a new world. So if you haven't along with Holly Borga, you're being encouraged and we'll to be work right remotely from home. Holly. So again, it's this is very interesting because it's asking us Holly, to change uh, viruses, a change of asking to change your consciousness. But it's not just about your health. It's about Along your health, Holly your money, your relationship, your education, we'll be right your back. work. It's affecting literally everything. You know, the second thing is, is that the virus, this particular virus, has pulled up our deepest survival fears. So with all this rapid change Holly going Borga. on... You know, it's Boom. it's literally Was putting many people of a into a survival mode maybe with where years. they're asking, what do I need to protect? Uh, do if to you'd protect like to pick up a copy, system, my uh, money is my mental health, uh, my children, my job. Is. Tell me your story, so new paradigms it, for a new world, the website for the works. survival needs. Holly Bargo is my guest. And I'm survival fears. And... Again, even if we're, you know, some of the, the lucky path. 20 to 30% I want to thank you so much, who Holly never gets Bargo, the virus, for joining us here on the program. More your than website, likely, again, is henhousepublishing.com. With the latest I encourage figures, people to go to your website estimating to 100,000 to 200,000 people are going to die. Of your titles, including so escape and likely, it's going to so touch somebody Holly that Bargo you deeply care about. Like, I know of some people right now who have the virus. I'm really hoping and praying they'll survive it. But, you know... To answer the biggest question, I think the biggest lesson of the coronavirus is that it's teaching us in the most unavoidable way that we're actually responsible for each other.
So think about this, you know, how your health, your money, your job, your family is being affected by choices Bor- that people in China Bali made Borga. that you've never even met. And how my whole neighborhood and of course, and the, the possibility of is, and it's not just a possibility or a probability. It's how a, I choose it's a, to live my life. You whether are I an author in your own right. And I choose to stay home. And whether I choose to wash as my well hands. As the work that you're doing. And, Holly, you know, Borga, we are talk- responsible for each other. We've always been responsible Holly, for each other. But I think we've forgotten that. That you're doing. And we've Holly forgotten Bargo. that we're, we're going to talk about possibilities. You are so an author in your own right. And so for those who are listening, is teaching us to remember further. our true place until in the I was able to get enough It's very interesting to see time. the images that the entire globe places was where on air pollution and water pollution is dramatically nature. decreased. Then we'll talk about maybe we'll talk a little bit about that when we get back here. And tell me your story, new paradigms for new. Along with so again Holly to answer Borga, your question, I think the coronavirus is teaching us Holly Bargo. that there's and we'll actually be right back. no separation. That we're all Holly big, Bargo. one big human race. And we'll be right back. We're responsible to each other and we're responsible to the planet. Well, there's no question in my mind that, that what you're saying is absolutely true. Uh, and there are even those who are claiming that, um, on the one hand, from, again, the same perspective, this is just Mother Nature's way of getting our attention, saying, you know, you really haven't taken very good of the home that you've been given. Um, and unfortunately, you have you've unleashed this on yourself. <laughs> and uh, but it, it's not over. You know, if you do all of the if you do the right things, you take care of yourself. And in the case of what we're doing now, which we've never done before, we have never self-quarantined we've never been through this process before so at least we're doing something different this time um and and mother nature may respond and say okay then we can fix this situation that we've got uh you know and i'll i'll still i said i've said this on programs before i don't care about climate change that's irrelevant we need to clean up our home that's what we need to do yeah, and I want to follow up on what you're saying, Richard Dugan, and, and, and I want to talk about the com- concept of karma. Now, to many people, karma is this weird metaphysical concept. I'm going to make it really simple for you. Whatever energy you put out is what you get back. So I always feel that the most selfish thing that I can do is be kind and considerate and compassionate with everybody around me. Because when I'm kind and considerate and compassionate, that's what comes down, to, comes back to me. Now, I myself, I have an organic garden. If you visited my website, KatherineKerrigan.com, you know what a beautiful garden I have. You see my orchids in my healing room. And, you know, part of the way I keep my garden beautiful is I don't use chemicals. When I don't use chemicals, I'm not harming the hummingbirds and the bees and the birds and it's better uh-huh. for my health, okay, for sure. Um, I drive a Prius, maybe not the world's sexiest car, but the last one lasted me 10 and a half years. And I don't, you know, I feel like I'm not harming the planet. I've got a compost pile. Question I then, recycle what should all we these read? boring little Holly? things that are aspects of life, but they're all little details that show I'm paying attention 
to how my actions affect other people and the world itself. And so I think that part of, again, once we understand that this coronavirus is showing that we're responsible for each other and that we're responsible for the planet, literally, actually, then we're also coming face to face with our own karma. You know, what is it that we created that's now coming back to us? I mean, we've certainly killed off many species whatever, without a thought. <laughs> now the human race is literally a, a threat. You know, the World Health Organization has declared the coronavirus an enemy of mankind, which I happen to agree with. And so now we're paying attention. So I think that as individuals, we need to spend time rethinking, again, our relationship with our health, our relationship with money, our relationship with work, our relationship with the planet, and our relationship with education and our children. And as we approach these things with hopefully greater (laughs) thoughtfulness, we can experience a different outcome. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. And one of the things, and I know you're familiar with this quote from Einstein that says that you cannot solve a problem or take on a challenge uh, with the same uh, mentality or consciousness that created it. And that's why I feel very strongly uh, that what we as individuals have chosen to do, whether it be to take the, the advice of, of medical professionals or the CDC to distance, social distance ourselves or self-quarantine and so on and so forth. And as I said before, we've never done that before for anything. Uh, that's different, which means that's a different consciousness that uh, people are using, whether they're doing it consciously or not. Uh, that is, I think, going to have a different outcome as you're talking about, right? For sure, absolutely. Because uh, how I live my that life you can offer to has us? it absolutely. will Agreed. eventually have an effect on how you live your life. They say <laughs> well, that one human being what could potentially we infect well, up to fifty-nine thousand people. So if I take the time to wash my hands and just stay inside and you know, to wear a face mask if I go out grocery shopping and to social distance when I walk my dog, then I'm protecting other people from the effects of what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I encourage people to do just that, to, uh, uh, to, to, to make those adjustments, if you will, in their lives so that, uh, you know, we can bring this to uh, a conclusion. I mean, too many people have already lost their lives. My understanding, too, um, is, uh, Catherine, that even if you survive it, in other words, if you get it and you survive it, you uh, is it true that if you have if it is more more severe in your body than, say, somebody else, because some people will have a mild case and some people will have a severe case that it actually it, it does damage internally like i have understood that uh it could it could actually damage your lungs to the point where you lose lung capacity and that kind of thing am i correct on that or not yes for sure and that's why i've been giving away my book the little book of breath work for free and if you're listening you can send me an email katherine at katherinekerrigan.com and i'll send you that book for free because within five days of getting the virus it affects your ability to breathe 
But if you learn hand mudras and breathing exercises, you may be able to get through this more easily. And, you know, which brings me to another point, because a lot of us health nuts, and I've taken care of my health, I'm 61 now, for, you know, really spent very careful attention for my health for 31 years. So it used to be thought of, you know, well, you're self-centered or you're selfish if you eat well or go to the gym or meditate or you're a little self-centered. However, seriously, good grief. Okay, but let me just follow my (laughs) argument. Okay. If you take time to take care of your health, then you can be a giver. You can be a contributor. Your energy is good. You can do for others. If you haven't taken care of your health up until this point, this is a huge wake up call for people who have diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, you know, immune deficiencies. And again, I'm, there's no absolute blame here, but I'm saying that because um, many people have, you know, conditions that have led to their having chronic health problems. But the point is, is that when you take time to invest in your health and to take better care of yourself, not only are you more likely to survive the coronavirus, okay, what the research shows that the people who get it are more likely to have immune problems. And by taking diabetes medication and high blood pressure medication, you're more likely to get it. And if you do get it, you're more likely to have a severe case. When you take, here's the point, when you take care of your health, you're less stress on your family, right? They're not having to drop everything to take care of you. They're not going bankrupt spending their family's resources on your medical bills. So I think part of this is making people reconsider their relationship with their body, their relationship with their health, so that every time, you know, all the money you spend and the time you spend taking care of yourself is actually a blessing not only to you, but to everybody around you. Yeah. And it goes to, again, that whole aspect of of not how not just how connected we are, but also how we do affect the lives of other people. For sure, for sure. And this is what I'm saying is, you know, coronavirus is showing that we're literally responsible for each other. So, for example, Earlier in March, it was my mom's 83rd birthday. Well, I wanted to go visit my mom for her birthday. So what did I do? I took special care of my health. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't go to the movies. I limited my exposure to other people. I stayed as healthy as possible. At the end of the day, two days before her birthday, my mom called me and said, you know what? It's too dangerous to come. But I was taking care of my health so that I, when I went to see her, I didn't bring her any horrible diseases. How thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas That's some people great. would say, oh, uh, I did bring a gift for you. Ha! Uh, now exactly. you ha- I'm now sharing with you uh, <laughs> this contagion. My illnesses with you. Like yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Why didn't you gift wrap it and leave it out on the porch? Yeah, Uh, it's it's, you know, and and I just find that very interesting that uh, we we struggle constantly with the debate over 
personal freedoms versus, as as I have talked with one uh, candidate for public office, uh, versus uh, the the concept of promoting the general welfare, taking care of the people. You know, a great example of this, Richard Dugan, is when we see pictures of spring break college students. Now, two years ago, if you saw pictures of like thousands of college kids on the beach, you'd probably think, oh, they're having a good time. They're taking a break from their studies. Good for them. Now, you know, in the past month when we've seen pictures of spring break people, whether it's at Mardi Gras or Florida on the beaches, we almost hold our breath and we think, oh, my God, how selfish, how self-centered, because (laughs) they're not they didn't take into account their own actions and how that was going to affect people that they flew home to and drove home to and all the you know, all the illnesses that they're going to, they're bringing back to their communities. So it totally, it's a, a, a new context for what's happening. It is indeed. It is a new context. Uh, it is a new world, if you will. And I think that that's a good thing because it's, it's opening our eyes to new possibilities. That's the key word, I think. That is really uh, permeating the conversation these days. And that is the word opportunities. What opportunities are there? And I'm not talking about people taking unfair advantage. It's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about people who realize that there's an opportunity here to be of service. And maybe there is an opportunity for making money, too, in that process. And uh, I'm, I'm, are you coming across, I mean, it seems Great. to me, your, the work that you do uh, hasn't been affected one iota by this virus because you could, you've been doing this for, for as long as you know, as far as long as, long as I know, uh, online and so forth. I mean, you're an intuitive. That's, that doesn't require face-to-face and, 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 and close contact and so forth. Right. Yes, and and I do work with people all over the world by phone, Skype, WhatsApp, Zoom, video conference. So yes, my work can continue. But I want to answer your question because so big picture, you know, let's let's talk about something really practical, which is money. Okay, money is like food. You really can you can go you can cut back, you can have a better relationship with it, but you can't actually go without it, right? Try paying your mortgage without money. Try paying your rent or buying gas or feeding, you know, buying dog food without money. You mm-hmm. you know, we have to have money. It's part of life. But, you know, when you want to earn more money, part of what you have to do is make a bigger contribution. And, you know, when all this first started accelerating, I sat there with myself and I, I mean, I, I've done natural healing now for 27 years full time. I'm 61 years old. So I was like, okay, what content can I produce that's going to help people at this time? So I started giving away the little book of breath work so that when, you know, people started experiencing respiratory distress, they'd have tools to use for. I wrote articles about how to boost their immune system. I, I produced videos on how to cope with various aspects of this. 
So again, you have to ask yourself at this time, no matter what your skill set is, you know, how can I contribute? And how can I contribute at an even bigger level? And, you know, going back to what I was saying about the law of karma, whatever I put out is what I'm going to come receive back. And, you know, sometimes you may think, well, you know, if I write a blog, I don't get immediately paid for that. Or if you, you know, buy groceries for your elderly neighbor who's afraid to come out, you're, you know, you don't necessarily get paid for that. But the law of karma, the law, laws of the universe are perfect. And again, whatever you put back is what's going to come back to you. So this time, if you're very wise and you want to be abundant, you want to kick in your kindness, your compassion, your generosity. And you want to, you know, notice the ways that when we're doing I thinking or me thinking and switch to we thinking and all thinking. So how do we think about switch to we thinking or all thinking? It's like, what can I do to be of great value to my family? What can I do to be of greater value to humanity? So I was telling my boyfriend, I said, I can help people even if I'm not making money. <laughs> and what was interesting to me, so I would, you know, I'm an author, I've written, published 10 books. So I started writing and I would make videos and literally every day, Somebody would send me a little message. I got a message from somebody that said, you know, I was having a panic attack at 2 a.m., but I remembered you had written an article about a hand mudra that helps with overwhelm and anxiety, and I started doing that, and my overwhelm went away, and my panic went away, and I went back to sleep. So when you're wanting to earn money, just sit with yourself and ask, how can I make a greater contribution? And once again, even if it doesn't immediately earn you money, it's going to earn you goodwill. And, you know, I'm going to use a word that a lot of people don't use a lot, but I am from Atlanta. I'm from the South, and that is God. So I always feel like God is my boss, maybe corny, don't want to beat the drum on that, but it's true. It's true. Because when you are making the contributions, you're you're going to get taken care of. It may look different. <laughs> it may not be filet mignon. It may be just what you need so that you can get by. You know, I think that that's something that a lot of people have lost sight of. And that is they expect what I refer to as one of the immutable laws of the universe, that there is always an exchange, that they uh, they expect the exchange to be the way they want it, cash mm -hmm. in the bank account or in their hands or a check or whatever in that regard. And, and in the reality of things, there is always an exchange, but you have to open your mind to the possibilities that it may come in a different way. But you're never, you're never not compensated when you are giving and serving in the way that you have been doing. You've been, and, and this even goes back to a biblical passage where uh, Jesus uh, is talking to the people and everybody, you know, people are worried about what they're going to wear tomorrow and what they're going to eat tonight and so on and so forth. And he said, 
Why are you people worried? Do you see the birds in the trees? They don't yeah, the, toil. They yeah, don't. They don't. The leaves of the field. Yes. Exactly. And yet they're taken care of. And how much more your Creator loves you? He's going to take care of you. The Creator's going to take care of you. Uh, the universe, whatever. I, I believe it's all part of the same thing. You're 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 not alone, uh, and you are not forsaken, and you will be taken care of. Right. And, you know, this goes back to what we started talking about, which is about getting out of fear, because if you can take time to get out of fear, like I said, I did three meditations this morning because one and two wasn't enough. And then I was like, OK, am I good now? You know, because I have a felt <laughs> sense of what it feels like to be in my center. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when you take time to stay in your center and to live your life prayerfully, then you can act from your own soul guidance. And your soul is always going to guide you to that which is for your highest good. And, right, so yeah. that, again, so that you're in the right place, that you're, you know, saying, doing, and being the right things, so that, you know, not only are your survival needs are taken care of, but so that you can actually serve for the highest good. But again, it's so important to get out of the fear so that you can receive the guidance so that you can, you know, live your life um, from that prayerful perspective um, and and get and get out of survival mode and contribute um, in ways for which you will then be well taken care of. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to take care of something right now. That's called a break. And we're going to continue talking with Catherine Kerrigan. Uh, what is your website that people can go to to get more information about you and what you have to offer as an intuitive healer? CatherineKerrigan.com. And while you're there, definitely sign up for my newsletter so you can learn even more about how you can heal yourself naturally. Absolutely. Stay tuned. I'm Richard Dugan with Catherine Kerrigan. We'll be right back here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Welcome back. Catherine Kerrigan's my guest. We're talking about healing. We're talking about a lot of, actually a lot of different things here today on the program. And I'm grateful that she's with us to, uh, to share these ideas and concepts from her perspective as an intuitive healer. We encourage you to go to CatherineKerrigan.com. Uh, at the podcast, uh, all you have to do is click on her name or the little grocery cart if you're listening on SoundCloud. And it'll take you right to her website where you can certainly learn more about what she is all about and what she is doing and what she has to offer you. Get on her, get on the newsletter list, if you will, and uh, find out more about uh, Catherine Kerrigan, CatherineKerrigan.com. Catherine, it seems as though health and wellness uh, is, is at the forefront of just about everybody's minds. And, and it doesn't matter whether there's a virus going around or influenza or, or anything else for that matter. Um, it's like there are three or four main things that most people are concerned about. One of them is money that you were just talking about. Uh, the other is health and well-being. Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Uh, the other is relationships. And then the fourth, uh, I would say, probably is uh, uh, where one would live. Yes. And um, 
I, I've talked with a number of different guests about some of the optimal places to live. Do you feel that there are optimal places, again, setting aside the, the whole uh, COVID-19, optimal places for individuals to live that will, from a an energetic, if you will, standpoint, benefit them and we're not talking about okay everybody let's move let's all go there now (laughs) yeah absolutely and you know i've got two perspectives on these and these have to do with skill sets that are not my skill set but so big picture one of the things that i always talk to people about is your environment is your most powerful factor and the example that i give is if you go to katherinekerrigan.com you will see that I'm actually obsessed with orchids. So I raise beautiful, beautiful orchids. Well, I could take the healthiest, most gorgeous orchid that I have, put it in the dark, not water it, and I promise you it will die. You are that way as well. And so many people, they don't understand that your health, your happiness is directly correlated with your environment. So there's two recommendations that I have. One is there is something called astrocartography, and I'm not an astrologer and I'm not an expert in astrocartography, but astrocartography is a system that where they take your birth date and then they figure out, you know, the best places literally on the planet in order to live. And when I have clients who need this, they're trying to figure out where should I live. There's a place in Covent Garden, London, that does astrocartography. And you can give them three places and they'll give you a reading on them for about 50 bucks. It's very reasonable. And the second thing that I'm just a raving fan of is actually feng shui. And again, I'm not a feng shui master. I work with a feng shui master um, here in Atlanta. And I'm really happy because we did major feng shui on my house last year. And I'm really happy because now my foundation is set Uh, so that I have the optimal environment to support myself as we go through all these changes. So what is feng shui? It's basically your home environment, your office environment. And feng shui, interestingly enough, is like mathematics. A feng shui master will come in, they'll, they'll use compass, they'll read your environment with a compass. And classical feng shui masters you can take two or three and they'll give you about the same results. Just like if you take, you know, three eighth graders and they do the problem right, they should get the same answer. So, you know, taking care of your environment is huge and creating literally a healthy environment. Whether I live in the South, the U.S. South, and a big issue for a lot of people is mold. Mold in your house will make you so sick, it's, it's not even funny. Um, so cleaning your air ducts, all these boring things, vacuuming your house, keeping everything clean. Um, and, and then setting up your environment. It doesn't, you don't have to be Martha Stewart. I'm not Martha Stewart, but creating an environment in your home and office where you and your entire family can thrive. And when you've got your home and office set up properly, then it's very easy to be healthy. Just like when I bring in an orchid to my healing room, I water it, I look at it, I fertilize it, you know, every once in a while, and it's going to do great because it is in the right environment. 
and you're the same way. So when you're, if you're not feeling well, one of the things you need to look at is your environment. And one of my issues with a lot of natural health practitioners is they think everything boils down to supplements. And I do use a wide variety of natural healing remedies in my practice. I'm a kinesiologist. I can figure all that stuff out. But, you know, being healthy is more, has more to, there, there's more to being healthy than just taking vitamin C or being a vegan or avoiding gluten, you know, or, you know, taking 20 supplements that cost you $800 a month. There's a bigger picture to that. And that's what my work is about as a medical intuitive healer. Have you ever come across a situation that was um, maybe, uh, I, I, the only way I can put it is this way, that was above your pay grade, even intuitively? Oh, all the time. And, you know, one of the things about me is that I like to work in a team. I um, There's a place in Costa Rica, a healing center there. Uh, where people come from all over the world for healing retreats. And before anybody gets there, I do medical intuitive readings for that person. And, and then I figure out what's going on, and then I make recommendations about the practitioners they need to work with, you know, the therapies that will work best for them and the practitioners that will work. Um, I myself have a great respect for the medical profession. My brother's a doctor. My dad's a doctor. My grandfather was a doctor. My great-grandfather was a doctor. And uncle, my uncle was a doctor. So if you need to go to a doctor, I will tell you that in a heartbeat. Or I'll, I've even had clients where I've said, I remember years ago I had a lady with breast cancer, and I saw that it had gone into her liver. And I said, do me a favor please don't leave my office until you called your doctor and made an appointment. So, you know, there again, we have to have respect and appreciation for everything that other healers are bringing to the table and work together for a person's highest good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. When uh, you obviously have to um, uh, ask permission uh, well, I guess permission is given if they're coming to you for help. So it isn't a question of that. Uh, I only speak from my own experience as a, a Reiki master that, uh, you know, um, we send the energy out and let it do what it does. What are your thoughts on uh, just uh, uh, sending it out to someone or a particular situation as, as one of the aspects of it is uh, in that regard? What are, what are your how do you feel about uh Sort of well, this that. is very interesting. There's a great book written by a man named Larry Dossie. And I believe the title of the book is called Prayer is Good Medicine. And they've done scientific research about prayer. And, you know, one kind of prayer is, you know, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> <laughs> the Janis Joplin prayer, which we all love that song. You know, or, and, or we think, you know, we're doing... A, a good thing where we say, you know, dear God, you know, Johnny's in the hospital. He broke his leg. Please, you know, mend his broken leg. Um, but the, the most powerful prayer of all, according to scientific research, is when you pray for a person's highest good. Now, a lot of times we think, well, I know everything. I'm being sarcastic because, of course, I don't. Or we think we know everything or we think we have all the information, but maybe you don't. 
when you pray for the bottom line is when you pray for an individual's highest good or for the planet's highest good, that's when you actually get the, the best results. And if you, my personal mantra is the Lord's prayer. When I wake up in the morning, you know, that's the first thing I start repeating. And part of the Lord's prayer is thy will, not my will be done. So when we send out an you know healing energy or prayer, you know we we send it out with the understanding that God knows best that there's a higher wisdom at work that we can't understand everything in any moment in time, and you know we're we're asking that you know that uh, the the highest good for all be accomplished in any given situation. Mm. Well, that's a good way of looking at it, to say the very least. I really do appreciate the fact that you are there for folks to uh, support them and encourage them in, in getting the healing that they need, to getting the support that they need, uh, and uh, the opportunities abound. The, the, the opportunities are out there, folks. We just have to open our hearts and our minds to the possibilities uh, and don't discount Anything, even the craziest of notions, can turn into something. What was it I heard not long ago? Uh, actually, it was some time ago that basically said that we have in one day, just in one day, we have 20 million dollar ideas, but we never follow through on them. And our intuition can guide us to the ones that are best suited for us, whether it's a million dollars, a hundred thousand, whether it's something that you're looking for in a relationship, a place to live, uh, better health and so forth. Those, those four key ingredients that people are focused on. Catherine, I thank you so much for joining us. This has been a real pleasure and I hope that we can stay in contact and continue our conversation down the road uh, as we work our way through this challenging time in our lives. And um, uh, we'll be on the other side of it before we know it, living lives differently than we did before. I don't think I want to go back to the way that it used to be. Um, you know, I think that looking forward, it can be a lot of fun. And that, that's kind of what we're looking for is a little fun, happiness, peace and joy. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Catherine Kerrigan.com is the website. I thank you again for joining us here on the program. And uh, I really do appreciate the time that you've given to us. And uh, as always, when the time is right and you're able to make it out to the West Coast here to Santa Barbara, we would love to have you in studio or, hey, we'll sit out on the beach and talk and uh, share that with our listeners as well. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I'm Richard Dugan. Thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Once again, it's KatherineKerrigan.com. We are linked to her website as well. And uh, we thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story. Until our next broadcast podcast, I'm Richard Dugan. Love to love.